Is Baker Mayfield a sympathetic figure after what went down in Cleveland? Plus, who's going to start in Pittsburgh? And are you buying Dan Campbell? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, NFL fans, and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. And Tony, we are stacked, we are packed, and we are starting with former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield. And yeah, I, I think it, it's quite interesting how he's portrayed now versus say six months ago. Baker Mayfield is uh, in an interesting situation now that he's starting in Carolina. Hasn't played a game. Hasn't played a game. And this is as the world turns for real, James, because it's it's it, it's you can have a perception of you exist and then change without you actually not doing anything. And I'll tell you why. Odell Beckham Jr. leaves and has all of this success and everyone goes, whoop, we see who the problem was now. And they run Baker Mayfield out of town in Cleveland. Trade him for a bag of peanuts, right? He goes to Carolina. He wins the starting job. And now, because of the way Cleveland handled the Deshaun Watson situation, the fact that Cleveland even got involved with the Deshaun Watson situation, and now with how Jimmy Haslam is, every time it seems like every time they give a statement, it makes it worse. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, well, Baker's not that bad. Good for Baker. And Baker hasn't won a game yet. It's amazing how it could just flip without him actually doing anything at all other than going to Carolina and beating out another quarterback who shouldn't have been drafted that high. Yeah, it it is certainly flipped. And that's the thing is, I think there are going to be a lot of people, given the Deshaun Watson piece of this, that want to see Baker succeed, that might not have a rooting interest in Carolina, might not give a damn about Baker Mayfield. But now it's like, ah, well, you know, for example, let's say Baker Mayfield led Carolina to a wild card berth. I don't think right. anyone's anticipating that. No. But let's say that happened. Can you imagine the storyline? Panthers make the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. Browns don't make the playoffs. Right? I mean, there's just there's certain angles to it. And I will say this. There are weapons there. It's not like he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and I could go on and on, right? Uh, you know, Terrace Marshall, second year, he's a big part of that LSU offense in 2019 as well. Everyone talks about Justin Jefferson, of course, and Jamar Chase, of course. But Marshall made some big plays too. So who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield does have some success in yeah. Carolina. I, I, I wouldn't predict that. Right. But I think there were a lot, there would be a lot of people that if they're in the playoff hunt in December and the Browns are on the outside looking in, people that would be smiling. Uh, at the the fact that that was the case, and and you can believe, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Hopefully, that's the right word, or they're binary. You can believe that he was not good for Cleveland, and that Cleveland had no business messing with Deshaun Watson either. You can agree that 
Cleveland probably did the right thing by jettisoning him and moving on from him. And that they also have, they have not handled publicly with their words and with their statements, the Deshaun Watson situation. Both of those things can be true. But what fans will do is they'll equate any success that Baker has in Cleveland to, I mean, I'm sorry, in Carolina to uh, the debacle or the anticipated debacle that may happen in Cleveland. So um, it's weird how we do that. It, it really is because just a year ago, just a year ago, not even a year ago, seven, eight months ago, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham looked like the best player in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. And mm-hmm. there were folks saying, well, we knew what the problem was. It wasn't it wasn't him, it was Baker. I'll tell you this, though. If Baker is successful this year, we have to go back and revisit the fact that he was playing hurt. We mm-hmm. have to revisit the fact that he was playing hurt. I think Kevin Stefanski is a good leader, so I wouldn't necessarily say that it was on him because they they actually did, you know, look pretty good in the playoff game against the Chiefs. I think they – didn't they lose to the Chiefs a couple years ago and it was – or was it last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two years ago. Right. So the the thing is, is we'll look back and and folks will ignore what what really should be the elephant in the room, and that's the fact that the dude was hurt. He had a non Mm – throwing injury on his shoulder, and he was playing in pain more than anything else. But, fans, we we know people won't do that. We know all of the talk shows and the talking heads on TV, on the debate platforms, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to do what we did here today and talk about Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield when, quite naturally, they probably don't have anything to do with each other. Right, right. And, you know, the Browns, they they took a, a big swing and – you're right. They might not have handled the PR part of it, element of it, but the reality is, and again, I don't think they've handled it well, Mm-mm. but Carolina was in on Deshaun Watson too. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was in on Deshaun Watson too. Miami. New Orleans. Miami. San Francisco. And it goes on and on. San Francisco. Yeah. Last half, year's half the league. Half the uh, league. Half the it, league, bro. It, Philly. It, in half so, the league were in, was involved with trying to get that dude on their team. And that's Philly, the part. Yeah, Philly was a big one. And, and, and that's and so. Go yeah. ahead. No, but but that's the thing that we sometimes have a tendency for, to forget. We blame one team when that one team did what maybe 20 teams would have done. Maybe mm-hmm. not 20, maybe 15 or 16. And they were all there. It's not as if Cleveland was bidding or battling against themselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, there were rumors the night before or two days before that he was going somewhere else. Atlanta. Right. I think and then before I think, that, it was New Orleans. I think it was done, Tony. Right. I, I think it was done. I think he was going to Atlanta. I, I really do. And I think that, that Cleveland said, how do we get this done? And yep. David Mulligan, his agent, said, give me that NBA fully guaranteed money. And uh, and they were like, okay, fine. We'll do that. And that's the part of it that's – like man, really? Like that? What of of all quarterbacks to get a fully guaranteed contract? It's Deshaun Watson. I will say this real quick, since we're on that, we're going to go to, you know, discuss Kenny Pickett in a second, and we're in the AFC North talking about the Browns very briefly. Um, there's been a lot of nonsense coming out of Cleveland mm-hmm. that that I've seen at least. Like ah, Jacoby Brissett, you don't need to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't need to do this. Uh, they're, they're buying into Josh Dobbs having a couple of productive preseason games. What in the world? What? what? 
The, the Browns should absolutely, 100% positively, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, not Jacoby Brissett. Stop for, it's not 2016, and we're not talking about how Brissett could you fill in for Brady for a couple of games here because Jimmy G's up. No, no, no. I know what Jacoby Brissett is. He's an okay backup. Mm-hmm. If you need him to start 12 games, yikes. And don't sell me on the backup to, to Jacoby Brissett. To me, it would make so much sense for them to go after Jimmy G and make a trade. They're already all in. They've already sold their soul. You, you might as well win when, you, you know, he's he's being suspended and, and serving the suspension. So I'd go after Jimmy G. He's a, would a significant too. upgrade to me. I would too because the worst thing that can happen is he takes you to a deep run in the playoffs. And what you won't hear people saying is, well, we might as well keep him. You know why? Because what has Jimmy G done in two of the last three years with the 49ers? Mm-hmm. He's taken him to the yep. Super Bowl and he's taken him to the NFC Championship game. So he's known for a guy. He's known as a guy who can take you deep into the playoffs, but they even replaced him because they don't feel like he's the dude to take you over the hump. And that's what Cleveland believes Watson as a player is. So there is no harm or there is no uh, there's you're not asking for a PR nightmare. Like, what if he leads us to the to the playoffs? Are we going to have pressure from people saying keep him? No, because that's what he's always done. He's led teams to the playoffs and and people didn't keep him. So, Mm no, man, I I think it it would be a no brainer to go and get him and bring him to Cleveland. Because like you said, you're all in. you, You decided to dip your toe into that mess and now you got to deal with it. Let's continue with the AFC North. Kenny Pickett, should he start for Pittsburgh week one? Will he start for Pittsburgh week one? We'll discuss that. But first, a word from LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people, then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. It's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. And we are rolling along here on a Wednesday edition of locked on NFL. We thank you very much for making us your first listen reminding that we are free on all platforms because it's your team every day. I got a firsthand look at the Pittsburgh Steelers this past weekend both quarterbacks in preseason in this game, in particular in Jacksonville, looked like superstars. But they've made a big investment in Kenny Pickett. And the question that James asked prior to us getting to segment two was, should the Pittsburgh Steelers start Kenny Pickett? I have a hard time sometimes questioning coaches that are Hall of Fame coaches like Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting, you know, with a microphone in my face and a camera and behind a keyboard and questioning a guy that I think is a top five football coach, regardless of level, he has his finger on the pulse of the team. Um, I'll just say, do I think he's going to start Kenny Pickett? Yeah, I do. I think he will. Now, if he doesn't, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a mistake. 
because I, I think someone who's in that building every day and someone who – coaches make mistakes, but some coaches I'm going to put them on, the, on a whole nother level and say they probably know a little bit more about their own team than I do. So, yeah, I think he's going to eventually go with Kenny Pickett. I think the, the thing about Pickett is he allows you to open up your entire playbook, and, and they have a lot of good receivers, and they have a real good running back. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you have any reservation about doing it is because the offensive line is not is still not where you want to be and you don't want to get him hurt and banged up and mess with his psyche like the guy who he's battling the job for, uh, Mitch Trubisky. His head was all messed mm-hmm. up, in my opinion, in, in Chicago. So I don't think you want to make that mistake with him. But from a standpoint of whether or not he's ready for it, absolutely, I think he is. They should start Kenny Pickett week one, September 11th against the the Bengals. That that should be the starting quarterback because let's be honest here. We, we know what Mitch Trubisky is, and it's not a top 20 starter in the NFL. It's probably not a top 30 starter in the NFL. Uh, is he a solid backup? Absolutely. Could he start some games for you? No doubt. But what exactly are you doing if you start Mitch Trubisky? This team is too good. They're not going to pick first or second overall. Right. right. They were bad last year. They had a bad quarterback. And guess what? They still went to the playoffs because you're right. They're well coached. They have a great defense and they have really talented skill players. Well, say that again. A young quarterback, a rookie starting as a rookie with great coaching, great defense, a lot of weapons around him. I get it. The offensive line is a concern. No doubt about it. Well, Matt Canada, guess what you get to do? Make sure you're getting the ball out of Kenny Pickett's two gloves hands quickly. And so far, he's done that. I mean, two games, he's 19 of 22. He's thrown for 171 yards and three touchdowns. 19 of 22 sounds about right. Look, the the Steelers haven't been about their quarterback for years now. And so Mitch Trubisky would just be like buying time. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy. Is it Kenny Pickett? I don't know, but they should want to find out. So to me, he's he's shown me enough. Because if it's close in the competition, if it's close, I would always go with the young guy rookie with upside. I just yep. – and that's the case right now. So why not go with him? Because I, I think that this team has a high floor. They're not going to lo- win three games. They might not win 13. They're not going to win three. And so if you already have a high floor anyway – What's the risk in throwing Kenny Pickett out there? I would start him. They were 11 and 0 at one point and a few years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago, and everyone knew they weren't that good. That goes that was a testament to Mike Tomlin. It was a testament to their their program and that's why you know I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to say this is what he should do. I think the only reservation is is he's worried about him getting hurt. Or banged up. And and I know coaches don't really think like that. Like, we're going to be offensive. We're not going to be defensive. And we're not going to worry about guys getting hurt. But when your offensive line is shaky, you can ruin the psyche of a young guy. You can mm-hmm. – and, and you can screw him up. And But that didn't stop the Bengals. And I ain't trying to slam your team. But I I just go back to that video, that tweet you when Joe Burrow was running for his life in practice. And I said, God, man, he, look, he really looks like – you ever see National Geographic when one of those hyenas try to go in there and steal a cat's food and all these lions and they were just they were just they were really chasing them around practice like prey. Yeah. But it still worked out. I think it you did. can roll the pocket. I think you can move the pocket. I think 
Pickett throws well on the run. You can do those things, but Najee Davenport's going to be his best friend, and now they got a backup. Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris. Najee. You know what? what? Same, same team, same team. What year is it? Same team. Look, I'm old, man. You see this gray in my beard, but and by the way, this is some diet tea. This is not anything else in here that makes me forget people's names. But I said forgets too. I put an S on forget. But um, no, they found another backup running back. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh runs it forty times a game, brother. I, I, I'm should. serious. They Play should. defense, like that's run. The thing. Throw quick passes and slants to those dudes, and then every now and then go over the top to Claypool and and and, and, and the Pickens. rookie out of Georgia. Yeah, and Pickens. George Pick, yeah, throw to George Pickens a lot, by the way, because I got him in a dynasty league, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Feeling pretty good about it right now. Shout but, out, shout out, to, shout out to Vinny Iyer and that crew at the fantasy yep, football. Yep. That that's right, that's right. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's what they should do. I mean, and I think they're pretty good. Like, let's do this. Let's just do the AFC since we're doing. How would you rank them right now? Because I'd go Bengals, Ravens. Of course you'd go Bengals. Browns, Steelers. But with Watson suspended, I'm flipping those. I have the Steelers ahead of the Browns. I think the Browns are the worst team in the division right now. Now that you mention that, that's a tough division, bro. It's outside of the AFC Ooh. West. It's it might be it, world, it, it might be better than the AFC West when you think about it. I, I didn't even, you know, I thought that was going to be easier when you when you just mentioned that. And this is live, ready. We this is live, man. We 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 rehearse and we go over our stuff, but you just hit me with it. I did not realize that that division is 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 like that, and it mm-hmm. is. Any one of those teams can win it. Well, I don't know Cleveland can unless they make the Jimmy G trade, but that is a tough, tough division, man. No doubt, it is. God, and, and, and so there's that's the other part. So say what you want about the Deshaun Watson situation. He's going to be a Cleveland Browns quarterback for a long time. Joe Burrow isn't leaving Cincinnati. And Lamar Jackson is an MVP. And guess what? He'll get paid at some point. Yep. So if you're the Steelers, you got to figure out if Kenny Pickett's the guy. You do. And and if he's not the guy, then you got to find the guy. And whoever that guy is, find him. And so, yeah, I think that uh, I think we're in agreement there. Kenny Pickett. Is uh, it makes sense for the Steelers? We'll see if they think it makes sense uh, in the coming weeks when Mike Tomlin makes that announcement. But we got to continue here by going to the land of hard knocks. Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Are you buying this knee biting, ankle biting, whatever he's what bite your kneecaps off? Are you biting that? Uh, are you buying into that biting style? We will uh, we will discuss Dan Campbell next right here on Locked On NFL. Let's keep things rolling, Tony, here on a Wednesday of Locked On NFL and discuss the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell is, uh, I think, that that organization as a whole is heading in the right direction. But Dan Campbell, obviously, under the spotlight right now during HBO's Hard Knocks. You bind stock into Mr. Kneecap Biter himself? I'm not selling it, um, but I'll be more swayed by I was more swayed about how they play and how they played last year and how they drafted this year. Both of us agreed that it was good. Then all of the mm-hmm. stuff about all of the, the way he talks and uh, okay. said, Alex Clancy said that he'd run through a brick wall for him and it was quoting a tweet. Alex Clancy, of course, was locked on NFL and locked on uh, Arizona Cardinals. He was quoting it. He was talking about a tweet where they said that he let the players run practice. See, I think that's ridiculous, though. 
I don't like stuff like that. And the reason why is because every coach in the league, there are coaches that get fined for having guys in and complain to the NFLPA that they don't have their players enough to work out. So you tell me in the preseason you're going to do this. See, stuff like that backfires because when they do something and they're not prepared, you know who they're going to blame? They're going to blame him. This isn't like an anti-Dan Campbell rant, and it's not I, – I know two coaches on the staff. I want the fans of Detroit who have suffered for a long time to get – their comeuppance a little bit. It must have hurt them to see Matthew Stafford leave their organization and right away go win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I've seen it here in Jacksonville. Guys wanted to run through a brick wall for Gus Bradley, and guys wanted to run through a brick wall in 2017 for Doug Marone. And he's talking about bologna sandwiches and making people laugh, and he's a former player who's just like one of the guys, and they'd show up at practice and he'd take them to a movie theater and he, they'd show up to practice and all of a sudden they'd be a huge barbecue instead of practice. You know what? All of that's fine until you start losing. And when you start losing, what about Raheem Morris? How much he was loved in Tampa? All of that stuff is fine. Pete Carroll, when they were winning, he was great. And then everybody wanted to get out of there and guys shooting them the bird as they're getting toted off the field. And they traded Russell Wilson, who asked for a trade, basically. All of this stuff does not matter one bit. Winning Players want to be respected, and they want to get paid, and they want to be in a winning environment. Nobody's going to care whether or not players ran practice or that they like him. Nobody cares. Nobody liked Belichick like that, but guess what? They liked those wins, didn't they? Yeah. No, I, I, I that's the thing. There's no one universal style. Right. And the, the, the flashy, the flashiness is, it, it sounds good, you, you know, the, the meat-headedness, right? Like, it's a good way of putting it. That's good. The 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 brashness, all of that stuff. But let's look at the two coaches that were in the Super Bowl last year. Sean McVay gets fired up. There's no doubt. But none of his guys really practice. <laughs> they, they don't really practice in Los Angeles. Zach Taylor is about as easygoing as he was mic'd up, and he's breaking down the the huddle at the end. And, and he said, dang, not damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's that's just how he is. And it, it, I know he does curse, but he's not going out of his way to curse. And that can work too. And can the guy who does up-downs with his team work? I, I think it can. But I agree with you. It's it's all for nothing if you don't win. And that's the part of it where, with coaching where all of these styles can work. And there's examples, Right. But when the coach is the story, when the coach is the star, a lot of times it doesn't work. Rex Ryan, a lot of times it doesn't work. Jerry I know Glavin. it worked for a bit. I, I know it worked for a bit, right? Back-to-back mm-hmm. AFC title games with Mark Sanchez. It worked. Man, that got old quick. That whole act that Rex Ryan got old quick. And then ask Buffalo if Rex Ryan was really, really in to building a winner with the Buffalo Bills. The answer, well – You've seen the answer because they're a lot better now. So um, I, I I could see that at the same time. Could it work in Detroit? It could. Maybe this is the one that works. But I'm not all in on this, and I do think it's a little silly. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy who was a tight ends coach a couple of years ago. Now he's doing up-downs and kneecaps, and you know he's never going to live that down, of course. But I do think they're heading in the right direction. So there is that. I do, too, and it doesn't mean he's not a good coach. It's just that's not what I'm going to hang on. That's not what I'm going to lead with. That's not what I'm going to sit here and, 
and give him credit. I'm going to give him credit for what I see them do on the field, how they prepared, all of that stuff about being likable. I don't care about it, really. I mean, I really just don't. I mean, look at any level of anything. Guys want to – they respect their coach. Tom Coughlin, when he, Tom Coughlin is the best coach in Jaguars history. And half those dudes wanted to strangle him while he was here. I ain't going to lie to you. And I don't mean that uh, literally, but I, I'm just saying they did. But when he left, they appreciated him. And as those guys turned 35 and 40 years old, they looked back on the things that Tom did that drove him crazy. They said, I understand why he did it now. So I just think this whole idea that some people have about, and I'm not blame, blaming this part on Alex Clancy, but there are a lot of people on social media. I've been in the military. And not only have I been in the military, uh, I played sports almost my whole life, and I coached a lot of sports. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Being liked by your uh, subordinates is overrated. You just, you just can't be hated by them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I remember Mike Tomlin. They, somebody asked Heinz Ward how um, Mike Tomlin was doing. And Heinz Ward gave this glowing answer of Mike Tomlin, who was a rookie coach at the time. And someone mentioned it to Mike. They said, Heinz Ward said these nice things about you when he was asked. You know what Tomlin said? And I, I, I promise you, I have told my kids this story as they were growing up. Tomlin said, basically, I'm going to paraphrase him, I don't care. It's not his job to evaluate me. It's my job to evaluate him. Even though Heinz Ward said all of these nice things about him, he said, I don't care. And then he asked the reporter, is it your job to evaluate your editor or is he going to edit? Like, don't come at me with, I don't care what he thinks about me. That's the point that I'm making. It, it, mm -hmm. it won't matter, Hill of Beans, but I guarantee I haven't heard one person say a bad thing about Mike Tomlin, any player that left him. Yeah. Liking a guy and being kumbaya, Doug Marone, he got fired here, but you know what he said? He said, I got a wife and friends and a dog. I don't need my players to be my friend. And he was a player-friendly coach, but he was just like, that's not what I want them to do. Guys want to hold that trophy up over their head, man. They want to get paid. They want to come out every week and have a chance to win games. They don't care if their coach is cool or not. You shouldn't. Why, why, would, why should that matter? It shouldn't. Do you think Nick Saban is cool all the time? <laughs> no. The answer is no. And, and so that's the part of it. And No, I agree with you. And so we're going to see if it works for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions – going to be interesting and who knows maybe they do push could they could they finish second in that division maybe, maybe that's their ceiling they can because ceiling. i don't think the bears are very good for one and minnesota who knows with you know what that's going to look like now so yeah they can finish green second. bay green bay's gonna win that division dog i keep telling yeah, you you're that. high you're still high on green bay yeah, Green Bay gonna win you're that. Still division. high on Green Bay. They got me playing receiver, and you're you're still high on Green Bay. But you know, that's uh. But well, that's let's good. Let's not go because, off the rails too much. No, that's good because it better have you playing receiver than, than me playing receiver. If they have me, I might not go with it. You you work out every day and you run. The only thing I'm curling is some ribs and a beer. So the thing is, brother, is uh better 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 off with you at receiver than me. But man, we I'll, do this. I'll take every... some of those ribs. I'll take oh, some yeah. of those ribs right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We do this every Wednesday for you, man. Make sure you check out uh, every day here on Locked On NFL. Good stuff from all the guys, man. They really, really lay it down here on Locked On NFL. And check out Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. 
you can't get it anywhere else, man, the way he gives it to you. So wherever you get your podcast on all platforms, it is free. And we thank you for making us your first listen and them your second listen. Until next week, James and Tony signing off. I'll come back and get whipped by James again next week. Until then, y'all take care of each other.